Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Free Devs and Maybe. For the first time ever, we are all recording in the same room. Woo! Yeah. You are real people. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, Michael Bird, and I am joined with uh, Ed Mann. Hello. And Fraser Hart. Hello. Sadly, no Lou here today, but hopefully, Hello. we're hoping, he's got crazy life things going on at the moment, but hopefully we all... Uh, Get back to the podcast yeah, when you can. Celine Dion's pretty. Exciting. Celine Dion, yeah. yeah. He's off in yeah. Las Vegas, actually seeing Celine Dion live. Yeah. Um, and didn't he win yeah. that competition as well? There was like one of these things like you can come and put powder on Celine Dion's face before the gig. That's right. You know, yeah. Hands, yeah. yeah, I know he's very excited about that. Because he posted so. that photo on Twitter, didn't he? You know those when you see the mirrors and stuff and they've got all the lights around. That's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Celine Dion wasn't in there, that. but there was like him yeah. he was putting powder on his own face. That, or a bit strange, but yeah. I think he thought that may help the competition yeah. like kind of win the competition. It's weird he deleted it now, so the audience yeah. weren't gonna see it, but we so, we saw yeah, it yeah, and we we've now yeah. telling the audience. So yeah, it's always good. Really good. Yeah. So uh so, enjoy. Enjoy yeah. it, exactly. Oh man. Doesn't but, stay in Vegas. It doesn't, yeah, because of the internet. Exactly. The internet ruined all, yeah. didn't it? You know, exactly. The newspapers used to take years for it to come. Yeah. Oh man! And we sent it to your mum. <laughs> and the photo. Oh, uh, this is crazy. Yeah, this is like our feels, first ever. Yeah, we're in, pers- in person. Dynamic, it's quite it? nice. Yeah, because yeah. It's yeah. nice to see that you people are real people. Yeah, yeah. we we. It's not like we work together ever, you know. Uh, I mean, that never happened, but yeah. that's we're, insane. We we'll live quite far away now, so it's kind of it's weird. Yeah, for the audience, like they've so Mickey and Fraser have both done the trek to where I live, where where I'm going to be soon leaving. Uh, this is my house I spent the year in, yeah. and uh, yeah, they came over, and it's been really nice of them to come over. You know, you trek from London, trek from Faversham. Yeah, decided to come here. The, come um, and sit in a, a room full of boxes. It's pretty much it's just a room full of boxes. It does feel like a bit of a wasteland now, doesn't it? It's kind yeah. of derelict yeah. kind of place, but no, it's great, and awesome, the most amazing tech like everywhere you can see, especially yeah. up in your room as well, which is well, whoa, whoa. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, what were you doing? I didn't get any white up there. Well, there was a camera on the bed, which was like oh. the scariest thing when I walked in. But um, yeah. that that yeah. sounds a bit wrong. It's just a camera, yeah, yeah, SLR thing, so and then. You like the drobo pointing at the bed, <laughs> and you like the drobo, didn't you? I think the drobo, yeah, that was quite that was cool. Amazing. That's, yeah. Oh man, what's a drobo? It's that. So essentially, you know, you got the array you were talking about, yes. um, where you've got like the two bay yeah. array. So it's like that, um, and they use kind of a different story. So I don't know how, how do you work your array? Is it like just um, both drives are combined together to be equal the no, size? Array two, so it's mirrored. Mirrored. There we go. You see, yeah. So this is like this thing called Beyond Raid, which is like their own patented oh, version of Raid. I know. Well, the only, the only it's nice, like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's what you've got, but better. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. it. Drobo thinks it's better. Okay. Um, so what they do? So the nice thing about it, because I know with yours, do you have to have the same disk size and same disk type? I don't know I don't how specific it is. Because yeah. I know because the nice thing about Drobo is you can put any drive in, so okay. you can have like say I have a terabyte drive, I have two. So you'd find all the hard drives you you know you used to have. I remember like when I first got the Drobo, I literally got all my old computers because it was like two. You know that would have a seven fifty gig hard drive in. That would have like a five hundred. Just put them in, yeah. um, and this is like a four terabyte. I well, know four bay. Just yeah, just raided storage pretty much. But it's quite nice because you do the gimmick of pulling out one of the hard drives and it still works. 
So you can actually just pull out the hard drive. At, that was, yeah, good choice in words. Uh, <laughs> pull out the hard drive and it actually still is, you know, works. It's able to, you know, it's got redundant storage and yeah. like every disc doesn't need to be there. So is it a four bay? Four bay, okay, yeah. I yeah, might so just do, yeah. But no, I mean, it's it's quite fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's really weird being like in person. Really and, and we are hardcore on a Friday night with our coffees. Hello. No, we've been to Weatherspoons as well. That's pretty hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, had, we, we had ice cream sundaes at Weatherspoons. <laughs> That's it. And, you know, know, and, uh, yeah. and then we, have, we really are. We know how to live now. We know how to live. Yeah. You know, and then we'll be obviously talking a lot, but you know, for the audience, you know, like Mickey, how's your week been? Like, oh, well, I suppose actually, yeah. how has it been? Since... It's been like six weeks. Yeah, how yeah. has like your six weeks been since we last did a recording? You know what? Sort of really frustratingly I guess I was kind of been working on the same project that I was working on like last time we spoke which was well kind of like that, that upload thing but it's now working really well but it was it was just a massive mission and uh, so what kind of like do you, do you get like I mean have you been able to have like some time to kind of reflect and think what you would do differently kind yeah, of how well, you'd want to you know kind of that's the thing it's like what I was saying to you before but like obviously people weren't listening but um they were, they, well, they were, were they, they, they Sorry, were subconsciously listening, you know. But yeah, I've kind of, I've learnt, but I've learnt slower than what I was, the speed I was developing at. So like, I, everything I learnt was like, I learnt too late. And um, so now I'd love to go back to the drawing board and, and do it all again. But I've done e-commerce sites before, obviously. And um, But the idea for this was that we, we had this, like this one uploader where you could configure a spreadsheet and say, this tallies to this, etc., etc. And, um, was it a fast changing spec as well? Like was yeah, yeah definitely. It, wasn't... It, was like, it was almost like before we finished one site, the next one was in. Yeah, uh, it was. I have learned a lot on that that project actually, but I'm happy to say that it's working really well now. And um, like I say, we had an e-commerce site this week that I've managed to build within a week. Which... See, that's amazing turnout round. Yeah. Like for a site, I mean, to be able to yeah. do that, and and you know, because I'm because actually the analogy, well, not analogy, but the example I remember talking to you about this morning, well, mm. earlier this today was. Um, I was listening to a podcast and I'll talk about it more um, in, during the podcast kind of thing like this internet history podcast and it's really interesting to talk about Netscape and yeah. kind of you know like how how Microsoft was such a dick during the 90s I can't believe some of the stuff they, they used to do like in the 90s is bullying tactics yeah. they were so mean um, but you know they, so one of the people there he was Louis Montuli I think his name was and he came from um you know links you know the links web browser yeah. it's like the text space he made that and he was kind of very much at the beginning of the web in the early 90s yeah. and so what happened was he came in to do netscape right. um and they were able to ship netscape pretty much in six months so a, a brand new amazing browser but they they had the thing was and, and the thing he said like a lot of them had previous experience from like mosaic which was the first ever web well good web popular web browser um, but he said he wouldn't recommend like you know developers doing that now or even then. Like the reason why they were able to do it so quick was they'd already built it before and they already knew yeah, the space. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. You know when you say like a blog, you know like a typical blog name. You're like, yeah, you can you can easily get one of those gone, can't you? You know, you say like a, a brochure website. You know, you, within a weekend you could probably get that done and yeah. that's out the win- out the you know out the door. But doing these things that you don't know about and like you say the, the requirements change and you haven't got that plan and it's definitely on a different level but it's kind of like interesting to think that it is the same it's yeah if it's the same old stuff you can easily replicate it and the speed is quite good but yeah. stuff that you're in the unknown and we yeah. typically oh, it's scary as well isn't exactly. it exactly like, like even when you when someone asks you for an estimate like how long do you think oh, this is going yeah. to take and how like, can you and you've got to come up with another bit because you, you, you say... just do it on previous experience yeah, don't you? Yeah. you you have no gauge yeah. so really it's it is very much you are picking a number out of thin air yeah. I mean I remember that a lot you know where you know where we used to work where it was these mm. estimates because obviously and I understand like the business behind it is you know you need you know obviously your hours 
a cost of company money. So you need to work out how many hours it's going to take you to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't know the problem fully yeah. or you haven't done it before. Now, if, yeah. I, if I'm someone who's done that before and I can be like, yeah, I do it in an hour. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, like you say, now you've gone down to eight minutes, you know, per mile now and you jog, you know, you know, no, I can do that in eight minutes. Yeah. Brilliant. But it's something like this where it's constantly changing. The factors are always different. And, and I, maybe yeah. I'm actually giving it discredit where I'm saying, you know, oh, a brochure website you can do, you know, in a fixed time because mm. they're all different a little bit, I suppose. But it isn't, yeah, it's the intimidating, like kind of, I don't mm. really know. But yeah, that's yeah. what I was kind of thinking, you know, it's yeah. interesting when you say that where you're thinking that you're not learning at the right pace, but yeah. actually... You know, you have to go through. You, yeah. you can only learn these things by doing them, and and to get to where you are now, you've been through that a hundred times, a thousand times. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, exactly it's, it's it. The way that we have to work, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, so I mean, you know, so stop complaining. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Stop beating yourself yeah. up. Uh, it's true. Really, I mean, there's some of my best code in there, and there is also some of my worst. And like they say, it's just because I've just had to go through some of those hard lessons. To be honest with you, and um, I think that's another thing is bad code. Yeah. Because. I'm like, I think we all hate it. We all like, oh, don't look at that code. It's really oh. bad. But everyone's like that. So why do we always feel like that? Why do we always feel like, you know, like we're the only ones that make bad co- Like, you always think, oh, Google. They, they're Google Chrome. Oh, you know, Chrome must be beautiful or something. You know, these code must be... But I'm sure they've got some hacks in there and yeah, things like that. It's human beings. It's not exactly. Really it's, that's yeah. exactly it. It's, you know, human beings who have the same things as us. You know, they write good code. They write bad code. Yeah. You know, and, and I suppose the, the thing we kind of give ourselves discredit for is the fact that we don't see it. What we don't see it like the black box that the user sees it as it works or it doesn't. It's like it's great. It works. Like, yeah, yeah, it works. But this, this, there's a hack in there that you don't really. You yeah. know, I don't want to. It's like they don't care. Well, I guess it's like the whole imposter syndrome that you That's know it. we were supposed to talk about once upon a time. And uh, yeah, and it's kind of like you always feel that oh, well, this this code isn't good enough or anything. Like whenever whenever I write code and then I have to show it to my boss, I'm like, oh god, he's going to find out. That I don't know what I'm doing. But it's like it's, <laughs> it does a job and it's, it's it's code and it's exactly. And he's like, yeah, okay, perfect. That's it, exactly. Yeah. It's, but it's I go into mm. like I'm sure there's better ways of doing this, but there's always going to be that element of yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're pathetic we, human beings. Yeah. Well, this is know. it. We yeah. we will, ne- you know, it's that constant drive in us to want to kind of perf- get more, better, and better, and better. And I think that's good. But yeah, no, saying that, you know, you, the speed is. I don't think. I think you give yourself discredit there. Yeah, I, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being harsh on myself. But um, you know, it's just one of those. But I think uh, again, um, I was reading. I don't know if you've, you guys follow David Walsh, but I, I love his tutorials. I think he's fantastic and one of the guys that I wanted to get on the show. But he wrote. He works for Mozilla, mm-hmm. and uh, American guy. He basically was. He wrote an article on his blog, basically saying that he feels like an imposter, like he's not good enough to be at, at Mozilla and stuff. And I read his blogs, and uh, you know his tutorials happen there are amazing. Yeah. But I, I always feel like that. I feel like I'm not good enough really yeah. to be a developer. But maybe that's just you know, something that most people get and stuff. And if he gets it, then you know it's. I think that's amazing, isn't it? That these people who you admire. Yeah. Also, feel yeah. a human. You're like, oh my god, yeah, they're not yeah. superheroes. And I think that's the great thing. And actually, funny thing, Mozilla. Yeah. Do you know why it's called Mozilla? No. So it's called. Jeez. <laughs> it's <laughs> mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mosaic killer. So oh, really? the people who got so mosaic. So I'll go for a little story just because yeah. I'm sad. So um, in the ninety early nineties, um, and everyone should re- listen to the Internet History podcast and look up this stuff for itself. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but early early nineties, um, there's got a guy called Andre. No, and Andre. Um, no, Andreessen. I, I, Mark, no, Mark Andreessen. Sorry, he and a, another fellow developer at they were kind of research student type things at NCSA, which is like an in 
Iowa, I think it's in Iowa, uh, you know, like university. And they were tasked with building, well, they wanted to build a web browser that was better because at the moment, you know, when Tim Berners-Lee made the internet, it was very text-based and a bit crappy. Well, not crappy, but, you know, it worked for what they wanted it to do, but they wanted to add pictures, et cetera. And it's really what we know the web to be today. So they built something called Mosaic and it turned out that was, you know, they built that up and it was very popular. Like it was the first popular browser. Mm. Now they didn't make any money out of it, like in that, because it was just released for free. Um, But then what happened was NCSA, uh, long story short, really kind of wanted to then start making, paying for it, giving licenses out under this name Spyglass. And they kind of didn't like, they got almost driven out a bit because the higher ups were like, oh, now the toy, the baby toy has become this big thing. So then they wanted to get to come to Netscape. And they hated the Mozilla, like Mosaic people, obviously. And they co-named Netscape, I think, beforehand, Mozilla. Hmm. And obviously when IE and Bill Gates decided to literally just dump on them and kill them off with the, the things that Microsoft used to do, right, were crazy. So if you had a, anything that was viably good, yeah, they would sometimes say, oh, we want to buy you out. Let's look at your source code. Look at your source code and go, we don't want to buy you anymore. And they just make the brand new thing that's exactly really? the same. They would do these, wow. they would do things such as, um, so there was this thing called one per, one. Uh, it's like license per process or something like this, where even if, like say Compaq, the company, even if they weren't selling that computer with a Microsoft um, you know, OS on it, they still have to pay Microsoft <laughs> just for the right to, in any of their computers, use Windows. I know how that worked. The antitrust suits were crazy on it because yeah. it was just absolutely. And like things like Internet Explorer. So yeah. Netscape, you have to buy. Or they had this kind of the free, you know, the shareware model where it kind of, you don't have to buy it. It would just give you the nag screen like Sublime did. Um, but, you know, that's how they made their money. Whereas IE was like, well, we're going to license Mosaic because they were still a company. And they decided, oh, yeah, we're just going to give it free though. Hmm. And it's with their internet windows. And it's just like these crazy things that they're able to get away with. But anyway, that but even that kind of stuff still, well, not not to that extent, but stuff like dirty tactics. Oh yeah, like, even with, with iOS nine, like an Apple blocking ads, like, that's yeah. a direct attack on Google. That's it. Because, I mean, yeah. well, I mean that that because it's 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 going to have a bad effect on the web as a whole because content creators can't make money. Money, they can't make yeah. ads. But it's it's not about making the web a better place. It's about it's about taking money away from Google. So well, and also, can, I know what you think about it. Think how many different ad blockers already were out there. I mean, iOS probably isn't the best one, but like things like, like Alfred. Do you remember Alfred, the brilliant, like you know the Alfred the search thing? I don't know if you used it. it was, you know the you used to be able. To, you know you can now type do this. So you can do command space, and it comes up with spotlight search. Yeah, yeah. That used to be like there's a thing called Alfred, which used to do the same thing. Obviously, OS, you know, Mac. So that's a great idea. We we'll just add it in. Yeah. Well, Alfred just, they need to find other things. So it's funny where you get your bread moon and you're like, oh, we're good at this. But you need to spread out and kind of, you know, because these big companies will take your idea or their, you know, they just put enough well, again, money through. Apple again, with, like trying to take on Spotify now. Well, this is it. They're Apple, just like yeah. big company. Yeah. They buy big. I mean, that was the thing with the um, Microsoft model. And it's very clever. Like what they did was they never, they, they got to market, not with the best product, just mm. it was okay. And slowly, version after version, they'll make it bigger. So they weren't as good as the other one yet, but they were on the computer already. So people would use it. And also they'd do the whole idea of bundling. So, oh, you, you want the license to work Windows, but you can get a discount on this Microsoft Office package. So you don't need Lotus Notes or anything. You don't need anything else. And people wouldn't buy it because they'd buy Microsoft. Yeah. Anyway, but that, that, so what happened was they codenamed it that, but also 
when uh, AOL bought them, I think it was, they also released the Mozilla open, you know, made it open. I think they made it open before and they called it Mozilla and that's why it's called Mozilla Mosaic, Mosaic Killer. And I just thought that was crazy because it actually makes sense. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so yeah. Anyway, sorry. So more about what's been going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, how's cool. how's the family? And then there was a coffee break. <laughs> and there was a coffee break. Uh, yeah, family's all good. Yeah, like say uh, Toby's just uh, destroying the house, sort of day by day. But um, he's just—is he doing it room per room or just yeah, all anarchy? He's just working his way around, and uh, yeah, he just like say he loves plug sockets and anything that he shouldn't be touching. Ovens, dishwashers. Is Dennis staying out of the way? Yeah, yeah. Well, Toby loves Dennis, and he's always trying to grab him. And I should explain, Dennis is the cat for uh, <laughs> just a random so, you know, yeah, Dennis images there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dennis is not so keen on Toby. But uh, yeah, but no. To be fair, other than that, really, um, life's pretty, pretty steady. Yeah. So, uh, awesome, man. Who should we move on to? Fraser, Fraser the man. You have n- now. You haven't been on for a lot longer. I've not yeah. been on for, I'd say, a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. So what is going on in life? Mainly the the big thing at work at the moment is is testing. Um, is it? Is it? Do you need testing? I mean, who needs that? Yeah, you know? we've, we've lived yeah. without it. You know, like I was always of that kind of mindset, but now from the last couple of months, especially like because ever since I joined this company back in in December, they've always kind of said, oh. you know, like we we like to do testing, but it's always it's always been like a a very loose TDD approach. So like the, in in an ideal scenario, we TDD everything, yeah. but. In the real world scenario, it's like, oh, we need this, you need to do this really quick. So you just bang a bit of code out and, and whatever. So our test coverage on is probably around like 50 odd percent or something like that, where it should be up in the 90s or whatever. Um, so the boss has kind of like tasked me with kind of looking at our testing strategy a little bit better. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so basically, we, all, our, all our web apps are, are using Backbone as, as, as the framework and stuff. So we're... I've, I've looked at different options. We've been using Jasmine for our, our tests, which is what we're going to stick with. But we're now using the Karma Runner as well. You, so what's that? Karma, no, Karma what's that? Is, used to be Testacular that you've maybe heard of. Right, yeah. It was kind of interesting when I was like investigating all these things. Like I spent a couple of hours reading like uh, right around the time when, when Google changed it from Testacular to Karma. <laughs> like just the name change because of obviously it's... Yeah. yeah, it does sound, yeah, why would that, yeah. Exactly, yeah, so there was there was a really, uh, say really interesting thread, but I had a, a very enjoyable like couple of hours reading through this thread, and it was basically like people people arguing for the testacular name, and people arguing against the testacular name, and it was like some of these politically correct people, and, oh, well, it's like supposed to be a viable product, so, oh, I wouldn't be able to introduce this to my boss, and say, oh, we want to use this, and it's like, whatever. <laughs> so I personally think that testacular is a cooler name. It's, it's funny, funny, yeah, yeah. But yeah but, I mean, it gives, a, it gives us a chuckle, doesn't it? Absolutely, you know? yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Karma is awesome. So what Karma is, it's basically a, a, a test runner. So you write your tests in Jasmine, and I think you can write them in whatever you want in Mocker or, or whatever you want to do them in. Um, and then it's it's got a really nice interface. So you can basically sit there, and you can have the, the Karma runner running in the background. So you, you can write a test. As soon as you click Save, it'll run through your whole test suite and immediately tell you. you know, so, like, so you don't have to physically switch to a terminal. Instant feedback. Exactly, beautiful. yeah. And it's, it's really, really cool. So it, it makes it really easy to... to to TDD. Have you looked at like little, like growl notifications and stuff like that? No, it's not. Oh, it's so cool because I know that um, Jeffrey Way and the PHP unit stuff. Like, yeah. so if you watch her, I, I actually did it. I think I've set it up. Yeah. Um, but it's like you can actually, so it will come up with a growl notification saying that you that's failed cool. tests. So it's quite nice. Is still like, a thing? Like, growl still a thing? It actually yeah. still is. Yeah. Again, that's one of the things where we were, we were talking about it. Like just now, I think that you know OS is obviously Mac OS has just decided. I think they've got their own notification system yeah. now. No one needs to use growl. Yeah, because I've not still used a... growl for for a couple of years. I used to use it, but um, yeah, stopped using it in the last couple of years. Excuse me. Um, yeah, and uh, so. 
the good thing about Karma is you can also pipe it out to to real browsers. So you're testing in, in real browsers. In real yeah, because actually, so. I, I think yeah, because that is it has drivers, doesn't it, for like Phantom JS and all these different exactly Phantom JS, Chrome, um, obviously Firefox, Safari, blah, 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 and, and whatever you want to run it on, which is really cool. And you can also there's also web driver launches as well. So because we we write web apps, they're obviously going to be run on on browsers within mobile phones essentially so on iOS and Android we don't support Windows and or we don't officially support Windows what should we do our best to, to make it work there um, and uh, yeah so so these web drivers you can basically launch an instance of the iOS simulator run the tests within Safari on the iOS simulator or on a real device and the same with with uh, Android as well so it's really kind of cool so you can have like the, the long term goal at the office is to basically have like a, a testing what do you call them like a device suite or something so like on a wall we'll have a load of devices and then you save it, or you, when you do a build it will run it through so it'll through pop it through all hardware like physical hardware exactly yeah so wow, I've had it on cool. my Android phone I've had it running on physical yeah. iOS devices but we just for the purpose of testing and for our releases and our builds and for our dev we just do it on that simulators is, um, it's, it's yeah. super simple but it's, it's really cool man like you sit there and you, you do your you save you, you write a bit of code you save or you, sorry, you write your new test and you save, and obviously it fails. So you go in and you write the bit of code, and it either fails or it passes. And it's just it's just really nice, like you say, to get the instant feedback. It's it's really really good. And it's so, gratifying when you see green, isn't it? Oh, it really, yeah. it is yeah. an addictive thing oh, to see green. You're like, yeah. Awesome, yeah, and you feel like you've done work. And yeah. that's why Ken Beck actually wrote. He he wanted the feedback, Luke. He needs that mm. kind of constant reassurance. Yeah. And mm. I think it's great. I think yeah, I think if you get it like that, you really like it yeah. because you're just yeah. like, yeah, well, I made it pass. I mean, I've done a job, you know, because like, we always yeah. think we've developed it. And we're like, well, what have we done? And you're like, no, well, I've made these pass, and that to yeah. you, and it does it makes you feel good. Oh, it's it's really really cool. Yeah, um, so we've integrated that into because we use Grunt as well for our builds, build process. So does that we, work quite well with Karma then to do? Yeah, like, you just fine, run. Yeah, you just there's, there's a Karma plugin for Grunt, so you can you can just point at the same config file. We use separate config files because we when we dev we I've got config or we've got config files now that when you when you're developing it'll only run the browsers on your local machine, but then we've got a separate config file that will pipe it out to our build servers. So we've got a separate Mac that is dedicated for for building. Um, so we'll when we when we upload or when we do a push, Jenkins will will grab everything and then it'll run all the tests and, and what have you. So that pipes them. How out fast too. is that? Is it because of all the the, the longest? Yeah, you know, the longest one we've got takes about five minutes because that's not terrible actually. That's not too. Yeah. I mean the yeah is that sort of running a full Jenkins build? That's over correct. That? Yeah. So before the car was in, integrated, the the builds would generally be about a minute each, which is it basically does does the full build. So it does it runs all the tests. It concatenates and minifies. Okay, and that yeah, that relations and it five times everything. Yeah, and it's, it takes a long time anyway. So now we've got Karma in there because it's firing up an Android emulator. That's going to take a minute just to fire the emulator up. Um, or a couple of minutes to fire the Android emulator up and a minute to fire up the iOS emulator and then it just it runs. So you're hoping that like hardware devices may actually make it quicker because you can probably just have them hooked up and they all, all theory, do I think the, the idea of the hardware devices is just because there's so much fragmentation yeah. with with Android so it'd be nice yeah, to have Android. Rather than, yeah, rather than firing up like Android Android like Marshmallow on, on a Nexus emulator or Nexus 5 emulator we'll have like a Moto That's something it. and whatever um, and just run everything through there so it's been really good and we, yeah it's, it's part of the whole the testing thing we've been spending a lot of time looking at or we've had a, a, a guy called Sleepy Fox called Nigel don't know his, I can't remember his surname off the top of my head but he, he called himself Sleepy Fox online so if you, if you that's cool yeah I'll Sleepy put him in the show notes definitely he's a really, yeah, really really good so we were all a little bit sceptical like this guy was going to come in and basically teach us or or kind of hammer home the the, the TDD the philosophy the, you yeah. have to test and yeah, it, was, like it was really good like it was 
it wasn't just he didn't just concentrate on TDD. He came in and he basically it was it was like oh, to to get the most out of your employees, like have them work for twenty minutes, then go and send them off to go and do something completely different, and then have them work for twenty minutes, send them off to go and do something different. And he was like preaching pair programming, mm. um, and he was it, there was a lot of different exercises with it was like problem solving. It was as much doing catters as it was about TDD, but he mm. made sure that you did everything TDD. Um, Which is a really hard thing to get in the mindset of. I it find. really is. It's, it's a yeah. discipline as much yeah. as anything yeah, it else. Really because is. It's, you, you, it's to not think of the solution first. Like it's to like not think, break up the problem, and be like, how do I test? What what am I? You know, looking from the outside in. Because typically we will build this thing up. Yeah. But you're actually trying to build it that way. It's like, what is the perfect interface that I would like to interface with, and then go down? And yeah. it's such a strange. Oh, yeah. it really. Is. I still, to you know, find it so hard. I mean, but I, I find it. I find it really beneficial. Like in terms of actually understanding what you want certain yeah. components to do. Like we were talking about Uncle Bob before, because yeah. we've been watching the Uncle Bob videos. And the space. Well. He loves space, don't oh, he? Yeah, yeah, he really loves cool. his size. Yeah, well, he, he talks about 10 minutes about the moon and stuff. And it, <laughs> it was really cool. And But there, there was one, I don't know if you've seen it, do you know where he, he TDDs the bowling? Yes, the bowling character is really, really cool. cool. And like what he was saying, it's like, oh, yeah, we'd get together and we'd like to have a, a design meeting and we'd say, we need a class for this, a class for this, a class for this. And then we got in there and it, it was 14 lines of code because we did it TDD. That's it. Obviously, he's <laughs> written that, that code like 15,000 times before, but it's it's kind of nice to see it that way and to, to be able well, to... Well, I mean, and it's just also, it's like like the MVP product, like minimal viable product type thing where I think he made it, he, he always talks about, I don't know if you've heard it, he always talks about, oh, what's it called? Oh, I really forgot his name. But it's like this kind of product that he's made I can't remember the name oh, of it. Uh, yeah. Fitness. Fitness, that's yeah. it. And he talks about that all the time. Yeah. Bless him. I, uh, I don't even know what the, what the No, it's it's is, like but... a documentation Java thing. And but you know, he says like you know, the first thing they TDD'd it and I think, oh we're gonna have to have a uh, MySQL database. We have to have a data store, definitely, and they start yeah. playing with it. And you know, to test it, they just used a memory memory repository. Yep. And then they shipped with a new memory repository because it turned out they didn't need it. Like, yeah. because you get the, you know, you get, you build up this product and you're like, actually, we don't need these things, you know, and you only build, and you know, the test pass, it worked yeah. out fine and that's it. And you build up the minimal, you know, you work out what you need for it. Yeah. And I think, I think one thing I was with tests is that I'm like, well, okay, you know, testing kind of, I used to test per function and all this horrible thing per method yeah. and all this, you know, and then it's not, it's about guiding your design through the test. So the test helps aid you. It's great that you get, test coverage afterwards and you get these to say you know oh it's tested you know but it actually helps you design a better product and yeah. i found so many times when i've been doing it that yeah i would never have got to that solution if i had done it the way i in my head would break the problem yes. up you know thinking of it in a different way and yeah. it really helps but it does i do find it very once i'm in this mindset and i'm going through the loop and i'm getting those reps you know the red yeah. green refactor loops you know um yeah I can get into it, but it does but it's sometimes. Hard. It's, it's really hard, it's really, really hard. Because you switch you between... Think, oh, I can do this all, and you get carried away and write code. That's the time I did the piano hands. Like, I know, I was thinking like, 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 no one yeah. who's listening can do the piano hands. <laughs> but you get, into, you get carried away and you can be like, oh yeah, well, I'll write this bit of code, write this bit of code, but it's like, no, no, no stop, you've, you've got to stop. stop. Yeah, is there a test failure for this yet? Yeah. Yeah. Have you, you know, kind of thought about this? And yeah. It's a completely different thing. And it's really cool, man. Like, yeah, so you mean, you've got comment and like, so you're probably like, so you do so it's JavaScript stuff and then it's yes. um, Jenkins. You have yep. got then Grunt and Karma for that, and yep. then to so do you do and, and Bat- Backbone. And are you doing any other stuff other than Backbone? Is Backbone the the main framework you use? Backbone is the main framework we're using. Yeah, we're, we're kind of ex- or thinking about exploring other options, but because all our main products that we that we're building and supporting are using Backbone, it's kind of hard to yeah. And what what Android devices do you support? Like, what do you test on? Because we've been I've got like the story of mine. I'm, I'm interested to see because. 
Android to me was like a whole new world until yeah. like the last couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, okay, it's Android. All right, we'll just deal with it. All right, but then you realize, wow, there's like gingerbread three. Then there's four, yeah. four, which is ice cream sandwich. And then there's like four, two or four, one and four, two, which is yeah. jelly bean or something. Then you've got Kit Kat. Four, 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 and then you've got you know five, which is now uh, lollipop. Lollipop, that's and the one. Marshmallow, marshmallow. Yeah. and you're just like, and, and obviously, obviously, it's like the internet browsers are different. Yeah, and it makes you want to cry because they don't support any of the older browsers anymore, but yeah. people still use them because obviously they've got the cheapy Android devices that they've always had. And get it's got internet on it. Oh, it's internet, and yeah. yeah. So I was just wondering how you work because you're really is just on these devices. I it, suppose it pretty much is, yeah. But and to be honest, we should be a lot more strict about what we do support. But I think the official rules are we don't support anything. Or on paper, we've we've sold the product, so we will support four plus. Um, but I don't think we've speculated, or I don't think we've kind of indicated whether that's on the stock browser or if that's on Chrome, or I, I don't know. Mm. But basically, my, well, no, my testing is. I've got a Nexus, so I'll test it on my on my Nexus, and I've got a couple of simulators, and I'll I'll, I'll run it through those. But. Well, because like because with with us, we were like desperately trying to find phones with different versions on, yeah. and that's money in itself. Like the money people get on eBay, I'm sure, saying, "Oh, by the way, I've got an an old iPad on version iOS six or something," because no one's updated it because you can't they jailbreak these things, you can't downgrade them and right, stuff yeah. like that. And like the same with like these devices is you know you want a version on a specific thing, and you know like. Yeah, it really is a pain. I, I, I've i had cry. I just was in pain. Because there's no... On the an, old Android internet uh, browser, until they started using the Chrome engine, you couldn't do um, remote debugging. Right. Which was just a cry situation. So you sound like Web Inspector yeah. uh, remote thing that I found that allows you to oh, like... a JavaScript plugin or a JavaScript... You put a line of JavaScript... That's it. You included It's great. I mean, it is really yeah. great, but it's just one of those hacks that you have to do yeah. and it's so annoying yeah. and... Yeah, it made me really annoyed. So yeah, we, we've had that interesting stuff. But yeah. again, it's again, it's like we think that the browsers on the ins are on the desktop are hard to test. Mm. Mobile is a whole other ball game yeah. now. Like this yeah. is even worse yeah. because at least with the browsers of the on the internet, we can on, on our desktop we can at least download them and use them easily. Now we've got having to fire up VMs. We're yeah. hoping no, the VM turns out and it's not the same. Really They're really well. slow. I mean, you get Genie Motion and stuff which run a little bit quicker, but it's still the pain. And then you've got different versions of the you know, and then you're like, oh, I have to have different phones now. And I'm just thinking, really, we're in a bit of a scary situation yeah. where we've got so many different devices yeah. now. Well, I heard I heard a comment somewhere. It might even one of you guys that said it, but it was like the stock Android browser is the IE6 of the modern world. Yeah. Oh my days! <laughs> that that is so true. Yeah. Um, and they that's why they discontinued haven't they now they they used you know chrome is now the go-to and it should have been that it should have been yeah uh, i think well, i don't know why it wasn't was it like some again like the microsoft thing where they're not allowed to bundle it with it or something i, don't know, but, I thought maybe it was just a, a time-saving yeah. cut down browser because it's easier than re-engineering i think the worst thing is they call it just the internet and it's yeah. like what people use that like, that's what people are going to use they're just yeah. going to click on that you know Joe blogs and then they're going to be like I'm on yeah. the internet but it's like no and then they're going to have problems oh, it's like your grandma you say oh which browser are you using oh I'm using Google <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and now, now that actually makes sense you're like oh Google Chrome yeah. no I go to Google okay yeah. i.e. then you mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it used to mean but yeah. Absolutely, um, but then that's the thing actually with IE like have any of you tried out Windows 10's tr- not no. tried what's it called Edge Microsoft Edge, Edge. yeah, yeah they've, completely, they've completely gone away now they've discontinued IE Right. There is they wow. de- it it's toxic. It's toxic. Which, to be honest with you, I suppose, yeah, it, the, the name is. IE11 was meant to be 
that it was auto updates and then that would be the browser that you had and it would auto update they they completely rewritten like, so what's think, different are they just written it from scratch or? I think they have I, I think that's what I'm right they don't use the Trident engine anymore which was like the, the go to name you know right. what they used you know, now no they're just using something completely different so right. that's really interesting but again like it's so tough I think mm. browsers are a really weird space to be in um, because they're all kind of the same now, aren't they? Really, you know, you use your browser. What's really different, other yeah. than bugs and you know that thing? But no, I mean, again, like this is the thing. I mean, you must deal with it in the front end stuff. Because I mean, predominantly, is it mainly mobile stuff? Oh, mobile, uh, yeah, yeah directly yeah, mobile. All we do, yeah, all just mobile stuff at the moment. Yeah. Oh man, um, but it's cool. But yeah, we've also been working with. Have you spent any time looking at cucumber? Either of you? No. Oh, the BDD yeah, kind of Cuba, gherkin yeah. language so and stuff. Yeah, we've got a QA team, um, and obviously they every time we do a bit of work, they have to test it off, test it, and and, and sign it. And every time we do, a, or whenever we do a new release for one of our, our products, they have to do like smoke testing, regression testing, like test everything to make sure that it's not. So do working. they? Is that manual testing? Then they will go through and exactly, they'll like yeah. they'll so they've do got their... test scripts. And it's like click here, click here, click here, click here. So I've been developing, or say developing, I've been putting together some stuff in Gherkin in, in Cucumber so they can write their tests in Gherkin yeah. so for, for people that don't know Gherkin is like a natural language way of like given when yeah, they're given, you're able, yeah. given I am on this page when I click this button I should see this modal or I should see this page or this should happen so the, the way that works is you basically you write a load of regexy type statements in, in JavaScript which then pick up these statements so the idea is that it, we've got it basically testing actual like within the browsers as well so it's clicking and it, it's not testing it's not unit testing it's testing the actual sounds like interface thing. Is it, similar? it uses selenium to, oh, yes. to, okay. to get the to work with the browsers and yeah. stuff yeah so yeah so there's, there's appium which going back to the karma stuff we use appium which allows you to fire up the devices and run it run it on the browsing device and then selenium will let you yeah. pipe out to, to real web browsers yeah. on a, another machine or on the same machine or wherever you want to run it um, so yeah so we're enabling our QA or the idea is we're going to be able to enable our QA to, to write, nat- write tests in natural language so that they don't have to sit there and every time we do a release click on the login button and make sure that when they put the correct username and password in you can still log in and then when you place a bet on this you can add it to your bet slip and you can do all this kind of standard functionality so the idea is as we develop the thing we can just give it to them and they can write a couple more scripts in natural language oh, and we won't have to we won't have yeah. to write any tests ourselves so you don't need a developer to do these tests exactly yeah I think that's a great thing because I mean the whole BDD kind of feel because I always kind of think with TDD and BDD they're very similar um, you know and really TDD is kind of the worst name for it because it is you know behavior you know the idea is you're testing behavior you're not yeah. really testing implementation deals but i think like that whole idea of the gherkin language and stuff used for these things especially qa so is brilliant because that yeah. allows them to you know it's again behavior i mean that is a behavior thing where it's like okay when i click this it should do this exactly yeah. is you know a behavior that this thing yeah. should, should act you know it's not saying oh when an a tag is you know like this specific kind of um you know like very low level specific unit tested yeah. kind of specific thing it's more about the behavior of a general concept yeah. which is what you want exactly and it also means that when when the, the new functionality or when when some new functionality is spec'd out they can sit with the client and they can say given i'm on this page when yeah. i click this button mm-hmm. this should happen and then so the client sees exactly what's going to happen you see exactly what's going to happen and they can test it on exactly what That's they it. want to happen yeah. so you've got all three bases covered so if you give it to the client and say oh well this is what we want to happen it's like well Look, here's a test that that's running 
and it's 100% doing that, you can see that it does this, and this is what you've asked for. So it, it kind of... It, it I think that's good, yeah, very good verification. You're kind of yeah. like working out. And again, it's like kind of transferring. I mean, this is the whole the DDD thing where it's talking the ubiquitous language and kind of being, um, you know, talking to the people, the domain experts, people that are in the know of what you're trying to do and you're trying to represent their world almost. Yeah. And again, like using these things like this where... The barrier to entry is so much lower because it's just clear, you know, precise phrases or text yeah. as opposed to a scary PHP, you know, a unit test or something. Yeah. Though, you know, I mean, I typically do sometimes, you know, specifically with those kind of tests, which is like functional kind of tests, you know, we'll write out in the given when then kind of scenario yeah. and be able to do that. But, you know, giving them just sentences that you then kind of, you know, from those device the test out of that you're going to yeah. write, I think is a good, good way. Yeah. And it allows all parties involved yeah. from you the developer to the person doing QA yeah. to the person who's you know t- you know kind of speaking with the client to then the client themselves yeah. to all understand exactly what the functionality should be yeah, um, yeah I, I can't think, no, I think really, of it it, it looks really sweet as well when you run the code and you can see the browser pops up and my stuff starts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not touching that yeah. I'm yeah. not clicking that we do like a, we do a, every second Friday we'll do a showcase so basically what happens there is we get together on Friday have a, like everyone cracks a beer open and then everyone will take a turn to demo what they've been working on. So I demoed this, these cucumber tests and it was kind of cool because like everyone's like, wow, how's that like? Because <laughs> they look, because obviously you're interacting with a web page, the stuff's happening, you're logging in and you're betting on stuff and, and it's yeah. just really kind of cool. And you're like, that's that, magic that, like, right there. Yeah. And I found a really cool uh, Node plugin as well like that lets you use emojis in, on the terminal in Node. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really cool. So I've got like ghosts appearing everywhere. <laughs> <in there. laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, brilliant. Um, yeah, so that's been pretty much my work life. Um, I'm working on an app in Ionic. How's that going? You've been raving about the. It's really cool, man. Yeah, because I went away on holiday um, a few about a month ago now. Um, A mate of mine runs a sailing school in in Greece, and then he had an idea for an app, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." He's got loads of data and stuff, like because it's basically I don't want to give too much away. It's nothing like groundbreaking, but it's he's got a load of a load of data on sailing or a load of sailing specific data for the Ionian Islands. Um, so he was like, oh, "I've got an idea, idea for this app. Like, is it something? Can you, can you develop apps?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can develop apps. Like, I can't, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll learn." Yeah, well, obviously, I put that game out, but that was that was that wasn't anything. That was good, man. Oh, yeah, and you finally yeah. did a blog post. I was like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, it was just a self promo thing." But yeah, I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." And then I was like, "I got in like, oh, mm, shit." now I've actually got to do it. Yeah, and then I kind of looked at various options. So I looked into into React and I looked into um, Polymer. And then the idea was I was going to write it in a JavaScript framework, package it up in Cordova, and it would be a glorified web view, essentially. Um, And then as I was doing a bit of research, came across Ionic, which has been around for a little while. And it's essentially, it uses Angular and Cordova. So it's one of these white ones, deploy everywhere Mm. kind of thing. So... It's, it's just really kind of cool. Like so, it's not like Titanium then, which uses the actual real components. Because ti- I don't, but I've never used Titanium, but I don't believe so. It kind of like translates. So what Titanium would do is it had like it's almost like the React Native thing where you know it would have like oh this is what I want I want a button, but yeah. a button on Android is different to a button on that. But it would use like a com interface. But oh, yeah. it, it does. It does it's like PhoneGap type thing, kind of like yeah, WebView kind, kind of, of yeah, because yeah. it, it, it uses PhoneGap, which is Cordova essentially, yeah. isn't it? Um, but it does kind of split up. So the the view when you write when you write like a tab bar or when you produce a tab bar in in Ionic, when you look at it in iOS, you'll have it'll look iOS. Ah, and right. You okay. Look at it in Android, it'll look Androidy. Um, so I guess it's it's similar to that. Um, yeah. So I've I've spent I don't know maybe 
I wouldn't even say 20 hours. I'd say 10 hours and I've almost got an app. Boom, app very finished. nice. Like, there's a few a few niggles and stuff that, that are occurring on various devices and stuff. It works perfectly in the browser. There's a few, a few little, well, there's a, a quite a major performance thing that I need to address because it's, it's basically working out location data. So because I didn't want to run it off a database, I'm just using a JSON feed, but then it means that I have to run the the distance calculation on the lat longs so scan through an object scan through a JSON object which is a little bit slow so I need to maybe think of a better way of doing that or kind of hiding the fact that it's being done Um, but it's it's pretty much you could use something I mean like maybe there's like a data structure or something you could use something different Uh, like a I don't know maybe like um, uh, my mind's going blank now but yeah, you could probably use like a different data structure. Yeah. Um, but you could also kind of use maybe web workers. I don't know, maybe that's something like that, which is it's essentially like... Oh, so we split off into another process. Yeah, yeah. kind of sitting off into another process, which you could then handle. And I think yeah. maybe because you're using Cordova and stuff like that, maybe you could do that. Yeah, that's not bad. Why am I... Yeah, min max, yeah, like min heaps and stuff like that, min max heaps and things yeah. like that with data structure-wise, where you could actually kind of... It would, it would store it in a, an intelligent way where you... Because right. essentially, I suppose what you're trying to do is find out the closest place to where I am. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So we've got a list of, I think it's about 40 places and they've all got that longs and stuff and then it, it gets your current GPS position and then it go, it just spins through this object. But even talking about it now, like a, an easy way would be just to show the data and then once the data has been shown, then spin around and, and work out all the distances and stuff because at the moment it's running the distances and the, and the, um, the, the bearing to it. It's running those through a calculation and then when it's done that it's displaying the thing so I, I might as well just display it and mm. have a little spinner until it's worked out yeah so I'm just brainstorming out there there you go and that's <laughs> it, it. Uh, yeah so it's been really cool because it's written on on Angular um, I've, I've how, yeah, how do you like Angular? I, I do like it actually like I've, it, I've, yeah. only, I've played with it a little bit before so I kind of I knew vaguely what was going on with it um, but it's, it's really kind of nice I really enjoyed the data binding because working in Backbone we don't have the, the two way data binding Kind of so it's just nice like yeah like so you're coming from the flux and uh, react world like i think data is the devil yeah it's the complete that that is oh, the really? one that, yeah it changes the kind of flow like you were thinking one way now right yeah but that i mean that's the thing like with angular because like i mean Angular's like so is it, is it version two now what what are they it's, doing it, I, I, ionic's running on one point whatever it is i think it's 1.4 something something um i think the two is because isn't that changing like, everything? Is, yeah, is that I'm all right? They're like they, they're basically they're building it from the ground up, so it's a brand new thing, um, which is it makes every developer happy yeah, that they've learned. Which yeah. I think is partly why React has gained so much traction lately as well, because I guess people are looking at yeah, other like, things. What's the point? Like I can either learn 1.4 and it's going to be obsolete when two comes out, or I can't use two yet because it's not finished, so use something else. Um, but yeah, I think it's still 1.4. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's good. Is it, is it is it like kind of the progression from Batbone kind of thing? It's got like all the, the good bits similar. of Batbone. Yeah, like because what I've done is, is pretty simple. It's not like uh, anything too in depth, but it's 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 nice that you don't have to force re-renders and you don't really have to listen to all the events because if say for instance you've got you've got going back to the, the lat long instance, say you've got like a lat long, and then you've got like a watcher on your on your location. So if you move somewhere rather than say trigger an event or trigger something which is then going to re-render the thing that's you can, it you can just say well this updates it and it'll automatically update in the yeah. view and it's just it's little stuff like that that just makes it really kind of easy um, but it's, it's been pretty cool because I mean like is Backbone like actively developed now because I don't know like it's one of those things where it kind of was at the I beginning it was like the thing so. it's done I think and they've kind of I think they've just kind of 
swept it under, not swept it under the rug, but, but kept it what it is. Yeah, because I mean, it is. I mean, essentially, it's great for like that beginner kind of. It's that star, isn't it? It's mm. the one where you know it's got very. It's not opinionated at all. You no, know, it yeah, just you, do you can do anything you, yeah. you want. Which is great, but also it's kind of like people can then just do whatever they want, yeah, and then they can real crappy code. Out that's it. Yeah. You can bastardize it yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? But then no, I mean they could feel like Ember. I don't know because I remember you saying that you really wanted like the uh, I just icon want to stick of it. it yeah. yeah, I've never, no, I've still never played with Ember. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to play with it because I wanted the hamster sticker. But yeah, now I kind of want. Oh, uh, um, what's the new? Yeah, Meteor. I want to get a Meteor. Oh sticker. man, how many different? There's so many different frameworks. JavaScript framework. I think JavaScript um, world is like the craziest. It's a bit yeah. annoying, really, because it, it is moving so fast. Oh, and it's it like, changes. Quite intimidating, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, just listen to you two. I feel like I do need to learn something like this, but um, it's just finding the time to do it. But yeah. uh, maybe you think from speaking to you two, maybe React is the first thing to. I think. Have you ever play with? So I think, yeah, I think because like, I remember we did a podcast on it a couple of. Like yeah. podcasts ago, which is like the flux architecture, and that's really like the. And I've got a really couple of good blog posts to put in the um, show notes about it. And you know, it's just kind of once you get the flux architecture and how simple it is, it's a very different. You don't think of two way binding. You get out of that. You just think of this kind of action that goes through a dispatcher, which then gets you know dispatches things, which then the store picks up on, and then the store emits changes that the components, and and you go into this one flow. Yeah. And then you use React for the views because it makes logical sense because you've got this just idea of state that's yeah. saying, um, this it does all the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, like stuff like React Native, and that's something we're actually starting to look into. So yeah, I'm interested in that, actually. Yeah, so last two weeks ago, I think it was. Maybe it was two weeks ago. It must have been two weeks ago now. We finally, well, we did release the app or, or the part of, of the website that now uses react and uses flux and it uses all these new things and webpack and it uses you know the year six stuff but you know it's all transpiled down with Babel, so it's not really that bad but yeah that was a bit of a kind of scary moment because it's like wow because it's always fun using these technologies in our cocoon of this is called dev stuff you know like i can write a good blog post about this (laughs) then you're like using it yeah now all these people are using it and you're like, wow, this is kind of scary. The code's getting hit, you yeah. know. It's like when a real problem, you know, when a real solution. And that's when obviously we've, I've had this pain with Android stuff because we've realised yeah. that's the pain of our existence and it's just small little things that, you know, some of the browsers do. But no, I mean, it's been really good and now we're kind of, um, you know, moving on from that kind of thing where this is the way we want to go. We're now thinking, because we were making a Swift application beforehand and actually we're kind of changing our focus now to actually make it a React Native app yeah. because we can then do Android and yeah. iPhone. And that also means we can essentially just use, because of how, I'll show you later, like later on with the um, how the actual app looks on the mobile and stuff and how reactive, uh, how interactive it is and how much it, well it plays. We can kind of just use it as a, as, use a web view. Yeah. And it's as good. And... The code is so much easier because the thing is, is like doing stuff with um like native is such a pain because you ship it. It's like CD-ROMs. I mean, that's another thing when I was looking at these things like Windows 95 was on the CD-ROM. So you ship that code to you've got now version one. Okay, I want to update. Ship, we've got, a, you know, a big break. Uh-oh, please have version 1.2 or something. Yeah. No, you're still on version one. At least with websites, I update, instantly update it. Everything's updated. We have control over what you get, essentially. But once you've got that CD or that delivery, you know, and that's the trouble with native is you've got it all that and it's really scary. So, you know, we've we've really think that, you know, us having this ability is good. Um, But no, I mean, it's going really well. And the React Native stuff is so good because it allows you, obviously, to interact using, you know, what we feel, you know, the, the... 
the concept of the view. So you can still use your Flux stuff, but then you have the concept of the view being, um, you know, JavaScript kind of diffed and all that, yeah. what needs to be changed and everything. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. And there's all these other things that Facebook do that. They're doing this thing called Relay, uh, GraphQL and all this crazy stuff. And I mean, one of the, the cool things that I've been got out of like this, this API project really is um, kind of kind of like the building of an API and the maintenance, you know, maintenance of it and kind of like looking at it because like JSON, you know, obviously we use JSON a lot and we use XML a lot, you know, these kind of, you know, payload formats and stuff. But, you know, building an API that can be, che- you know, that, that can stand the test of time and you use all these different formats like how and then there's, I don't know if you've looked at like how, I don't know, like, yeah, so these are like how's like, it's called hypermedia application language and it's kind of a format that you would use to build APIs that will stand the test of time or kind of at least be able to live and you look at this hypermedia kind of flow structure as opposed to see the idea of these type of formats is I never you never construct as a client you never construct a URL because typically what we do is you know like you'll say users user forward slash one user yeah. forward slash two yeah. you know oh how, how do you how do you like you know get the posts of a user well oh it's just users forward slash one forward slash posts yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're generating those. Now, what the idea of these are is I provide you the story. So I'm saying, okay, you want the user one. Oh, by the way, here's the URL to get their posts as well because I can change that now. So if ever I need to change these endpoints and stuff, I can give it to you. I'm always giving you the next thing. Yeah. Like you never construct a URL and it right. makes so much, it's so much easier to you, the user or the client never constructing URLs because that's when pain happens and you yeah. can't change things. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's going a bit of a tangent, but yeah, how and all these things are really interesting. Um, and yeah I mean I think the thing with the React stuff is everyone talks about React and React's really kind of like just a sub part it's just this cool view thing you can use and you can use it with Backbone I mean yeah. actually you know one of the things this person you know, well maybe, they've tried React on, on Meteor as well the new version of Meteor uses React there we go I mean yeah. you know it's this great thing you know differing thing you know and that's it but the Flux architecture I would definitely say have a look at that that's really yeah. simply but cool um, but yeah it's just a different world. That's one other thing I've realised with the JavaScript stuff. It's like so different to like the you know kind of the back end yeah. stuff. And I do still prefer the back end stuff. I think I yeah. think I'm still you know I I I love you know the front end. I mean it's so much more. It's yeah it's it's a different world. But the the Android fragmentation scares me because yeah. I'm just like yeah we thought it was hard with browsers on the desktop. <laughs> so much harder than that. And it's never like an, an easy obvious thing, is it? It's always no, like, it's, it's always like, the worst. Yeah. And and it's the thing where you're like, okay, well, how do I write a unit test for this, or how do I test this? You know, and yeah. it's like these bugs just happen. You know, one of the ones was um, so on Android stop browser, obviously. Uh, you try and click on a text area, and typically what happens is the text box comes up, but you stay in focus of the yeah. input. Well, when I clicked on the inputs, it wouldn't move up to the thing. And that's because there's a, but there's an unknown, uh, undocumented WebKit uh, function called scroll into if needed or something. Legitly on input. It's called scroll in if needed or something. Right. And I have to call that every time. But I can't work out that the keyboard's open. I have to do a window resize. So I have to know if the window's been oh, resized wow. to then do it. It's awful. Some of the hacks I've had to do to work out these things. And it and feels so dirty writing hacks. Well. <laughs> oh, man. Because you the, like shit like Exactly. <laughs> it, like, it works, but I feel so violated yeah. that I've had to do it this way. But, you know, the trouble is, in the real world, you do have to fix these bugs and they annoy people so much. Yeah. Like, I understand. You, and the thing is, you could say, just get a new, get a new, get a new phone. They're not going to though, no, you know. No. Some and you know you have to kind of pick your battles of you know where you kind of say look, we're not going to support that or all right we'll support it but we will have to use a nasty hack. Yeah. But yeah, mm. I think it it's one of those things where we all want to live in a perfect world, 
but there are some bits you have to kind of mm. kind of hide with horrible stuff yeah but yeah I mean that's been me really as well like this yeah, the react stuff looking yeah. through that um I, oh move Jekyll Jekyll's been a big thing now actually so I finally so I, I don't know if you saw I moved the three dev site to Jekyll oh I saw an email or a text about yeah, it so what's, yeah so what's a I, static I, site generator it is it? Yeah. yeah so it's actually all hosted on GitHub so I did the my own blog uh, on it and and it's really nice because you can just push to master yeah and it does all the it, it, GitHub hosts it all for you right so I've been I've done the same thing with the three dev site and this will be the first episode that goes out using awesome. that um, so you know and, and I, I host all the assets all the media files now on S3 Still need to work out how we want to do the stats again. We don't have our lovely stats TXT file anymore, which Ooh. may hurt people. I know. Ouch. I know. We'll keep we'll, we'll keep the stats. I need to have a think about that. Yeah. I know. Oh, Mickey's not liking this. So for the audience, essentially what we had was a stats TXT file, which was just a cron job that I did on my old box. That and it was really quite. I liked it. It worked really well. Like it, it would essentially go through all the Apache log that I had. Oh, really? would tell it. Just, yeah, literally. So it goes go through the Apache log. Doesn't orc on that. Finds out all the unique IP address file lines because I only wanted IPs no there. Did, you know, kind of use get the file names and then just count them. Yeah. That's all it did, and it was so kind of. I, I may put it up online, but I was really kind of happy with it. it worked yeah. really well, and yeah. I'm going to try because I know you can do the same thing with S3 that you can actually get their Apache logs, like uh-huh. their log file, so I'll be able to do it. But I'm, I'm interested to see what it's going to be like. Well, like before, we had actually no way of knowing if anyone was actually listening to well, the show. Well, that's that's like, it. I mean, I, I, I mean, looking at it, like iTunes doesn't give you anything. You don't no. know anything. No. Like yeah. you really are kind of you have to do everything yourself. And the only way I was able to kind of deduce it was I was thinking, all right, then I'll unique it by IP. Assuming yeah, that yeah. everyone uses, I mean, we're not living on the AOL browser anymore. You know, anywhere you know, everyone's using a shared proxy IP anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know that kind of thing. But I also had it really quite cool that um, there was like a, I was I built up this script that simply, and it was just again, it's just like a Unix command, like again, beauty of Unix, you know, kind of building up these commands scripts, and it would do geolocation, so it would locate, you know, it would work out what the IP is. No way. And then be able to just say, oh, by the way, these people downloaded it and That'd stuff. Be interesting to see, yeah. It would be. Actually, I've got to the thing, I've got all the stats and, yeah. you know, we can work it out. But yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that's been, so Jekyll's been kind of a big thing. And I really enjoy Jekyll. You know, it's kind of the first dip that I've dipped into real Ruby that I've done. And it's not really Ruby because the thing is, it's all very much, you can just look at someone else's Jekyll files and copy so it. How exactly does it work? So, so essentially, it's like uh, sculpting. So that's what the, the, uh, Bo Simonson did, and he was talking about it on one of our po- uh, like last year's podcast, I think it was. Yeah. And what it is, it's static file, static file web generation. Yeah. And essentially, what it does is that it builds the the actual website from your thing, and then you upload that, and that's it. So it's static, so no dynamic at all. So you know, it's not fetching from a database any stuff. It's all generated already. Um, and you know, so for a blog, that's great, really, because actually, you think about it, it's quick. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's also it's easy to host. Yeah. Um, and I mean, one of the funny things like redirects. So one of the um, things is, is like, you know, we have like, so when I first started, when we first started three devs and maybe I used forward slash post forward slash then the name, then yeah. I moved just to not post, but iTunes and always thinking to GUID, you know, a global unique identifier. So it was like, oh, I can't change them because everyone else's download, you know, yeah. think, oh, we've got a new episode. It's not really a new episode. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I have to redirect. And again, GitHub supports this plugin that essentially is just, all it does is do a, Meta, so it just has the it's a HTML file 
that has just redirected this page in it and it generates that. And I mean, it's fine. I mean, it works really yeah. well, actually. So I would look into static file generation like that for blogs and stuff because I love yeah. it. I, I think it's great. And they're all markdown files still, so you can just move them. I mean, I found moving from my bespoke kind of packed version I did in PHP to this really quite easy. Yeah. And that's having no digitalization anymore. I'm you don't at, use it at all. I haven't, I haven't got any need for it at the moment. Yeah. Like I said, deleted my last droplet. It was wow. really weird. So I mean, I will move back. Obviously, if I'm using it, I'm going to use DigitalOcean again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been using that for a year or two now, and I've really enjoyed it. But it's weird. But they're, they're getting so many data centers now. Like, I see them springing up. You know, like oh yeah, they've got one in London. They get one in like you know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at it yesterday. There was a or one of my or I say one of my clients, like a designer that I do the occasional bit of work for. He's setting up a new site and he's got his own his own DigitalOcean account so I look in there because he was like oh what should I set up and like because you, you can set it up set up a box now like Ubuntu with that's it exactly it, it has it all pre-built which is awesome because like, you don't have to do it stuff, well it's yeah. the stuff that you don't want to deal with yeah. and isn't wouldn't it be nice just to have that be like oh I balked it oh well start yeah. again yeah. Yeah. don't matter I think that's great I yeah. think you know it's it's amazing kind yeah. of thing you know but um, yeah no I mean so yeah I mean it's been almost an hour yeah. Of us, Mickey's looking a little tired. He's flagging, actually. He's yeah. flagging. He yeah. looks a little flagging. He, he looks strangely. He's had this coffee, so it's a bit mental. But um, well, I did lace the coffee with, with something, something that yeah, yeah. it will make you sleepy. Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> with Viagra, so now obviously you're very tired. But you're starting u- um, uni again, aren't you? You've yeah. got your your your. So what's this year then for so uni? Just my final year project, basically. So um, that's so strange. So it's just the fact. So no lectures, no lectures. Nothing. Obviously, because like if you do it full time, you're doing this course in a year. So obviously, I'm doing part time for a year. So the third year, yeah, it's no modules, just uh, just my project. So I'll be and have you got your project laid out? I know you've talked about it before, I, but I've been really bad. But you might. I did speak to my supervisor before the summer. I said, look, I just wanted the summer to rest. I, I needed it really. I was just burnt out. So yeah. um, I've done like a few little bits of reading and. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but there's a really good book on um, basically about uh, machine learning algorithms, that kind of stuff. Um, so I've done a little bit of reading on that, but not as much as I should have done. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting into it. And uh, also I've got the project to do. I have to keep a logbook of what I do. And so what's a, that then? What's the logbook for? So really, it's just it's just really like your scrapbook. So you say, oh, I just read this chapter. Oh, and then I did this. Oh, so it's, is it to see them? They know then you've Basically been doing work. And... Yeah, and I just... I, I've just used some like um, it's a Ruby program, and I just on the command line, I just, I just put you know log, and then just type in whatever. I want. That's cool. Yeah, I find it really quite useful. So um, I'm using that, and then there's like a twelve thousand words uh, write up of the project. That's the yeah. one. That's, That's the one. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So that'll be. Uh, Is it a presentation as well? Do you have to present uh, not it? So much. So I was in the you had like a project research mo- module, and you had to present your idea to to everyone, and that was. Um, yeah, that was not fun because there's like you know senior lecturers and then all you like all the students were listening as well. But you know what, that bit's all done. So I actually think this year will be easier than the last. Two. And probably the most interesting, maybe because you get to go and yeah. do your own kind of projects and how you want to kind of direct it. And... Absolutely, yeah. I re- you know I've chosen my own projects and stuff, so uh, that was really cool. And I, I was able to get a had to go and find a supervisor to do it, and I met him. He's you know really. Really cool. It'd be cool, like to keep an update on how it's going, like because yeah. it's essentially so you're looking at reverse engineering, like a, a kind of a similar Google search algorithm kind of thing, yeah. like how they work. Yeah, I want to basically be able to you know and look at sites and find out why they rank high or why they rank yeah. low and find out like the different variables. Or... So how, how are you going to do that? Like, have you got any idea? Because that's uh, just sound man. really cool. 
So I've had lots of different ideas and um, I guess one of the ideas I really want to do is actually create my own spider to go and go and crawl Yeah. and then um, use those results to then go and find... To be honest, I was looking at maybe using genetic algorithms to... Because I know that... Because I suppose your your real problem isn't the crawler. It's actually something you're having to do. Like, it's not something you... Because yeah. I was thinking, like, crawl, there actually are open APIs. source crawlers. No, there's oh, actually right. open source crawlers, like okay. Java ones. And yeah. maybe I'll put... Because I remember when we did that oh, project okay. for our old company that was yes. like a mobile... They That's actually... So they used? That, well, they didn't uh, use it, but we found it in the end. And I was okay. like, well, you probably want to use this instead. And it's a lot easier and it will do... I well, think it would scale up for you and stuff. So I'll send you some links on that. that. Yeah, kind of I think yeah. that would be a good thing to look into because if it's not your yeah. main problem to deal with a crawler, don't make a crawler. True. I, like you know, if you can find one online, well, then you can get the data. You know me, I tend to like try and make things a lot harder than what they should be. But uh, I also thought the idea of making a spider was quite cool in itself, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. I think the danger of it is whereas when you do do your modules, you tend to do stuff that. You don't know a lot about, and you're forced to then learn. Whereas, because I've picked my own module, like the danger is trying to do stuff that you're too comfortable with, and there's a danger that I won't learn too much from it. So, I, just, I do want to push myself, and like I say, I, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do it in Java because it's my weaker language. So I'm, I'm gonna push myself, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'll probably be stressed out wreck by the end of it. But um, yeah, hopefully this time next year I'll be. Science stuff, I'll man. be a master of You'll science. You'll be a master of science. Yeah, yeah. Computer science master. Yeah. Update that three devs and a maybe. Yeah. Tag. Yeah. yeah. Oh, has anyone up- updated to El Capitan yet? No, is it anything no, different? Uh, it's a little bit different. The best thing is like if you move the mouse really quick, you get like a massive cursor and then it shrinks back down so you can see where it is. <laughs> that um, is probably well, the, yeah. the one of the like, u- most useful yeah. slash one of the most like kind of yeah. pointless added. Like, yeah. It's great though. And the new beach ball because they've had the old beach ball for God knows how long. Yeah. So. They've updated it? Yeah. No. It's like flat design now. Oh it man. Really cool. And yeah. split screen. I don't really see the point. Like, do you know when you go full screen in an app? Mm. Or in a nap or whatever, you get a full screen window. They now give you the option to go like split screen on it, so you can have a full screen window but with two apps taking up the thing, so you can have like your editor and your browser. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I use that for like Moom. Actually, I, I actually use that quite a bit. Like, I should, the audience won't see it, but I use like this thing Moom, and then I'm able to like oh, split it like this. Pretty much exactly yeah. the same like that. Exactly. They've just so again, like, this is one thing where like the big operating so system, yeah. So, and then you can I can change like I've got like preset like how I would like things to look. That's really cool, but that looks as though you've got way more options than you have in El Capitan because you can literally you can half and half it, and that's it. Like, you can't uh, go two and third, you can't have three. Yeah, this is quite open. cool. You can like pick how you'd want apps to that's look and really stuff, cool. but again, this is one of those things where they're like taking the ideas that, that other people. That is on Windows. Yeah, Windows has already had that. Windows 7, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, Windows 7. Oh, that was one of the beautiful things in Windows 7. Yeah, was the fact you just drag, side, yeah, yeah, and you're done. But it's not quite that user-friendly. Like, you have to... How do you do it? Oh, yeah, you, you basically you hold and click on the maximize button, and then if you, you can either click it, and it'll just go full screen as it did, or you can hold and press it, and then it'll come up in like shade, and you can drag it across mm, the side of the screen. And then I actually preferred like, Windows actually yeah. had the better UI it's, there. It's well, you better, yeah, nice. you that's a much um, better way of just being able to drag because yeah. that's kind of what you visually want to do. You want to chuck it to that side and then it would do it. Yeah. Oh, and Outlook 2007, 2011 doesn't work on... on um, Crap. Outlook Capitan as well, which is annoying because we all use Outlook 2011 in our office. Because I know 2016's out now. I guess that's yeah. like a proof like, thing but to do. apparently there's still bugs with that. But yeah, so we've got this issue with 2011. So mm. you always... Well, you not always, but you'll, you have to force quit it. And then you start it up again, and then you get the beach ball after like a couple of minutes or five minutes or ten seconds. Solid. It's all really random. Oh, and man. then I was like, doing a bit of research online to see if there was any any workarounds or anything. 
and then I came across this thread and said, oh yeah, Microsoft's acknowledged that there's a bug for it. Like they acknowledged this like two days ago when El Capitan comes out. Like officially, I haven't it already been out for a bit. I was thinking so like surely they would have probably thought maybe yeah, we should so be looking at this. Like, they've got a bug page and they, they're acknowledging it as a thing. So El Capitan's version is like 10.11, like OS X 10.11. So the, on the, the bug page for, for the Microsoft Office 2011, so on the official Microsoft page it says, uh, details of workaround run office 2000 no run outlook 2011 in osx 10.10 <laughs> yeah. that's their official workaround <laughs> right. don't, yeah, downgrade yeah, please downgrade or don't upgrade oh and man. people are giving them crap for it because yeah. how can they not pick this up because that's yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been in beta for four months yeah. five months or access and that's a beta. 20 2011 isn't like a product that's out you know yeah. i mean like kind of thing and that's i mean and but this is the thing like i know that that was the latest version like 2016 has only just come new, out yeah that was the new like the thing. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I was interested about the Beach Ball though, because I didn't realize like the diehard sort of Windows fans like like we take the mick out of Windows with the blue screen. Blue screen of death. death. Yeah, that's the thing with the Beach Ball. Yeah, yeah, the Beach Ball. Yeah. And like at their big like showcases, I'll start throwing around Beach Balls in the crowd and stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, so, it's so mean, isn't it? People are so mean. Bitterness there. Yeah. People, well, it's yeah. the fact that we the icon on. The network icon for a Windows machine is yeah. the blue screen of death, so it's probably yeah. not the nicest thing. So I think Mac yeah. both does it as well. There's oh, that. Yeah. Both bad, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, do you remember blue screens of death? That was amazing. Well, apparently they're gone now. But they, they are gone. I mean, they are gone. I mean, it was back in like '95 and stuff. Yeah. I'd get like epic ones, and you'd just be like, "Yeah, yeah. all this like gubbins coming across the screen." You're like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh well, man, I think yeah, I think it's de- I think it's definitely time to wrap up. But no, yeah. guys, it's been great you coming down, really and awesome. um, yeah, it's been doing our first live podcast. I think we've hit it a is. couple of good points here. I thought we've you know we haven't yeah. giggled, laughed as much as I thought we would. We smashed it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. completely smashed it. You know, and so for some reason, it turns out Mickey, after having a coffee, is actually more tired than before having yeah. a coffee. Yeah. Who'd have thought that? You know. But anyway, um, who wants to wrap up, Fraser? Do you want to say goodbye? Uh, Goodbye. <laughs> well, oh yeah, appreciate it. Do you want to wrap up the show? Do you want to end it? Yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, we love you all. Reviews. Yeah, yes. give, yeah give us, we give us iTunes reviews. No, not recently. Like, please, please, yeah, iTunes like reviews. On iTunes. They help us. I, I've, I've learned from other podcasts. Please give us iTunes reviews. They help us in the rankings. And talk to us on Twitter. And if anyone knows Uncle Bob, we want to get him on the show. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. Awesome. All right, then. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.